Brad and Brit. It is the Brad and Brit cast. It's our last one for this week. So we'll have everything wrapped up and you can just go to sleep until Monday. <laughs> that sounds like That's a great plan, it. actually. Yeah, that'll work. That's how we do it. <laughs> That's how we do it. Uh, I got a couple of heads here if you want, or if you got a, uh, a Paul Harvey used to say, I have a burr under my saddle. <laughs> well, how did you think uh, the press conference went with President Biden, his one year anniversary, first year in office press conference where he talked, I guess, for like an hour and a half, he was taking questions. Almost two hours, Britt, but wow. I know you're, I know you're covering for him. So <laughs> how, how did you think he did? Well, and, and by the way, the, the, just think of this. He, he's either going to come out at the end when the history is written as, you know, the comeback kid, worst first year in a long time, Things turn around, or it really is going to kind of keep sliding here. But to just take, for instance, this this press conference that he had um, on Wednesday, if he would have gone for 40 minutes and said, that's it, I'm out of here, what would they have said? He's so old that he had to cut it off, and his advisors made him cut it off early because he really doesn't have the stamina. He's too old. So what does he do? He goes in the opposite direction and keeps going and going and going like the Energizer Bunny president and goes for almost two hours. So what's the take? He went too long. Why did he go too long? It, it, right. So the, is, is there some happy medium, you know, an hour and 10 minutes or something like that? Probably. But that just o- overall kind of illustrates the uh, the pickle, the pickle that El Prezzo is is in right now. Yeah, but you know what? If, if you actually go back and look at Biden, and I guess I've said this many times, and maybe I should kind of revise what I think, which is he's the 78-year-old Biden is not the 54-year-old Biden. But you know what? It actually is because he was a bumbler and a gaffe machine, a self-admitted gaffe machine forever. He's never tried to pretend he's anything other than that. So... I don't think that it was anything unexpected. And and I, again, and I know this won't get us anywhere, but we can talk about it because, you know, we're a couple of good boys here talking to each <laughs> other and we're friends. But there is no comparison, none whatsoever, between the cognitive performance of Joe Biden and anything that Donald Trump ever did. Trump was the all-time super train wreck, incoherent, nutty, off the wall, brain dead human being masquerading as president. And then when he was able to read the teleprompter for five minutes at a State of the Union address, what was the headline? He's finally become a president. Really? Is that what it takes? So, and I know that doesn't matter. And I know that all the Trumpers and all the Republicans and Fox and the rest of them, they will never, ever mention that because they didn't say it then. They tried to cover it up then. They didn't want to acknowledge it. So why would you ever bring it up now that Donald Trump, and we talked about this during the campaign, but Donald Trump was way off the charts in terms of just observable mental decline. I don't think Joe Biden has mental decline. He just speaks more slowly or he speeds up and he 
He doesn't express himself perfectly every time, but I think his thought pattern is absolutely uh, as as strong as it ever was. Now, some people are like, oh, fuck, that's the problem. I hate his thought pattern. But I don't think he has any any problem whatsoever formulating ideas or thinking about them and, and being able to to come up with a policy, although you know, his tap dances and his excuses and his unwillingness, sometimes he would do it, but most of the time not to admit that he was wrong or they misjudged things. This whole idea that uh, he was going to be able to work with Republicans, mm-hmm. that he was different. He was in the Senate for all those years. He knows these people. He knows how to persuade. He was one of them. And yes, a year ago, year and a half ago, can you work? Of course I can. Well, but they've declared that they're going to be against everything you come up with, just like they were against Obama. Well, this is different. I'm Joe Biden. And everyone else, all of us thought, are you kidding? The, the, these people, that's all they care about is destruction for political purposes. They don't care about the policy. It's not the policy, stupid. It's the destruction of you, stupid. And, and now here comes Joe Biden on, on Wednesday saying that he, he may have misunderestimated, to borrow from another president, um, the unwillingness of Republicans to to uh, do anything, which, of course, gets you back to Joe Manchin, who I don't know if he's more ridiculous than Biden in saying, I can work with these guys. I can get 10 of them to be on our side and then we'll have a bipartisan bill and we'll be able to sign it. And, and, and I'll feel good about it because the, the only the only law, the only good law is a bipartisan law. Anything less than that is an insult to the Constitution, to our founders and to everything. Because, as you know, the founders, you know, they they said it's got to be 60. Right. Remember? Oh, I'm sorry. They didn't say that. They, 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 they wanted nothing to do with that. That never even came up because. Back then, I, I believe it was was uh, John Hancock himself who was in the room who said, you know what, 60 votes as a majority, that's too stupid to talk about. We're not putting it in the Constitution. That's too stupid to talk about. And here's Joe Manchin and his uh, his little sister, Kristen Sinema. They are, they are just enthralled. They are so respectful of that rule, which, of course, was devised to, to help – segregationists in Southern states block any progress in the country at any given moment. And you know what? When it was devised, they were right. It did help do that. But now to bring it back and use it for the same reasons, nicely done. Joe Manchin, Senator for the Confederacy (laughs) yesterday, today, and tomorrow. He's very proud of it. Um, The only I thought it was a. I thought it was a good performance by Joe Biden, and I hope. I guess the State of the Union is March the first. I was just looking that up, so we have essentially six weeks left until the the State of the Union. So I hope he does as well, and I think if he does as well as he did yesterday, he'll be fine. I thought to your point about the Republicans, he did ask at one point, "Just tell me what they're for." Can anybody tell me what the Republicans are for? Which I thought was a very it was a poignant moment, and it was a great moment, except. He's only saying what we've all been saying. We know it's true. And the they don't care. <laughs> it's not important that they don't have any new ideas or ideas to help the American people. Or if the Republicans ran the country right now, 
COVID would be gone because they're so, I mean, that's not true. They don't even pretend that that's true. It's just that Joe Biden fucked it up. Joe Biden is the worst. He knows nothing. His people know nothing. Nobody knows anything. But we're here and we're in the background and we're lurking and we'll we'll be there to uh, to uh, rescue America like Republicans always do. OK, not quite. Um, A couple but, of stumbles. The the Ukraine thing when they talked about uh, Putin, perhaps going into Ukraine, the, the President Biden, unfortunately, kind of made a statement saying, well, it depends on what he does if he just. Steps a toe over the line. You know, we might be able to deal with that and not kill anybody and not really go whole hog on him. And then, but if he goes in insane and starts really putting all the, the boots to him, it was it was kind of a, an awkward moment for uh, Biden. And they they eventually clean that up with you know po Putin is not allowed nope. to go into Brit, part doesn't of count. No cleanup. <laughs> cleanup doesn't count. It doesn't it's count. just hang on, Brit. It's just like Fauci said, masks don't work back in February of 2020. Mm -hmm. Therefore, everything Fauci has said about masks since then means he lied. He's count. a liar. Uh, it, it, it's exactly the same thing with Joe Biden, who back in was it uh, June or, uh, you know, things are working we are gonna be back to normal soon we are crushing this he lied he lied right that's the same thing here same thing here um that was the but, that was one issue yeah yeah but 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 uh to to be slightly serious for, for just a moment and it's impossible to get inside the mind of 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 putin but i doubt i doubt that putin would change whatever pretext he has or change whatever his plans are based on an offhanded comment by Joe Biden at a press conference ago. Well, he said that. So now we're going in. He said we could go in and it wouldn't be so bad if it wasn't so bad. He's not going to say that. He's not going to do that. It's either going to happen or it's not going to happen. But the problem is, because Joe Biden did say that, guess what? Now, whatever Putin does, it will be attached and the sound bites will be crunched together and it will be Joe Biden said he could do it. It's Joe Biden's fault. That's how politics works. It's not fair. It's not right. But that's how we might see things if, if uh, Putin does. Now, so there's a million questions, but what if... What if they go whole hog on a cyber attack on Ukraine and essentially shut the country down, fuck up the utilities, all the things that apparently they are able to do? What if what if they do it that way? They don't send one troop across the border. We've said in so many words that a cyber attack is is tantamount, is equivalent to mm -hmm. uh, an attack with physical troops. Do we slap the heaviest sanctions that we can think of on Russia, knowing full well. And remember, there is no win in this for anybody. There's this, this is just everybody's losing. And uh, we're depending on Vladimir Putin keeping a cooler head here and realizing that he gets the most mileage out of the threat, not out of the reality of, of doing anything. And then a negotiation is in his his uh, his interest, but what what if they do that? Do we treat it exactly as we would, knowing full well that you may have not five, you might have seven dollar a gallon gasoline in a matter of weeks because if the Russian oil supply is pulled from the world, 
I think that would be, you know, they're like, I don't know if they're as big as Saudi Arabia or as big as the United States, but they're pretty big. They would have the ability to, to, uh, you know, to, to, to move oil prices, I think fairly quickly. Um, so Joe Biden would have to weigh that <laughs> standing up for democracy on behalf of Ukraine versus higher gas prices, which, as you know, are one of the uh, two or three things only that are used to decide whether you like a president or not. We know that gas prices, it doesn't work all the time. It doesn't work all the time, but it works much of the time that a lower gas price is always you know, favorable to the to the incumbent or a higher gas price is favorable to the challenger. The you have to go back and, and look at that. But. The information that I'm getting says that Russia is the third largest producer of oil worldwide, 12%. 12% of global crude oil yeah. production. So that would be a significant number. That would be game on. over. Yeah. yeah. That, yeah. Would that would be game over because when, when, when oil is cut off or added 1%, it yeah. moves the price. It, it, it could, so 12% would be the equivalent of, uh, you know, a 1973 oil embargo well. or, or, or the one that was a few years later that really uh, got people you know, really fuck things up. And, and by the way, I helped with inflation to move inflation up to another Certainly. level. Certainly. So, so uh, there are a lot of things that we have to decide in, in concert with our friends, the Ukrainians who we love and they're good people and we enjoy them. Um, but we? Here we go again. <laughs> I mean, here, here we go again. And, uh, well, I mean, it's, there, there is something to be, there is something to be said about being, you know, U Ukraine wanting to be free from Russian control, and those of us who were part of NATO, which the the last guy didn't take seriously at all, trying to defend that portion of it from Russian incursion, and there is there are consequences to Russia influencing Ukraine and eventually just taking over Ukraine, or at least fighting a bloody multi-decade war in Ukraine. That would that would not be pleasant. It would and as we just talked about would have some pretty big effects. It wouldn't just be uh us that would be interested in that. I would think there would be some folks in Europe that also might be have a say in that as well. But yeah, I mean there it's it's a very tricky situation to be certain. I, There's a lot of moving parts there. I, I uh I would be lying if I said I, I study this diligently night after night so I can I can be really conversant here. But uh, Ukraine is a big country. It's a mm -hmm. it's a big land area. Mm -hmm. um, it's not just like knocking on the door, Crimea. Okay, well, you know, just from a, from a physical standpoint, and uh, I would hate to see the incrementalism, yeah, of of acceptance. In other yeah. words, if 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 Putin, if they only go twenty miles in and then they come running back, or if they only send their special forces to cause problems and they come running back and they don't try to actually overthrow the established government. They just try to get them to, to uh, stop saying mean things about Vladimir Putin. Cause he's a very nervous guy. Stop saying mean he's things. very concerned. He's very concerned about his legacy <laughs> because he wants to be the guy that uh, put the band back together, the old Soviet union. I mean, he remember 30 years ago, even less than that, uh, Vladimir Putin said that the dissolution of the Soviet Union was the worst catastrophe to happen in the world right. ever. 
something like that. I and mean, he's he's obsessed. He he is completely obsessed. Weren't there like uh, tens of millions of people murdered back in the forties and thirties? I seem to remember something about that. That seemed like that was pretty bad. I'm, I'm not I'm, sure. I'm not sure that bringing that up to him would be a, a persuasive yeah. thought. That that that, that uh, that's not the point. Yeah, that's, that's just not the point. point. That's not the point. It really I can, isn't. I think easily any of us can think of several different things that might be considered way worse than the collapse of the Soviet Union. Again, we're we're not discussing the 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 uh, the, the, the correctness of his comment. I'm saying Accuracy this is what statement. this is what he thinks. This right. is how he and he's the dictator of Russia. So if he says you know, we're, we're going in, they'll go in. Um, but it also, to me, it seems a lot more like, and, and I mean, this is kind of getting to the weeds too, but it seems as you talk about the terrain and the large the area of Ukraine, it seems like more along the lines of an Afghanistan, which didn't turn out so well for Russia, as I recall. Well, I, I think that's a better, way better way to look at it, except I would guess, and again, I'm, I'm just talking out of my ass here. Sure. I would guess that there are, there is a Russian contingent inside Ukraine that probably is just hoping for something like this to happen. You know, they may live there, but it, it, it's like, well, I don't see you guys running over to live in Russia if it's so fucking great, if you want, but right. But, but on the other hand, uh, um, it's, we, we just, do, we just don't do well in this whole intervention thing. It's just, uh, it, it just has not worked. No, in fact, it's it's almost never worked, although yeah. I'm probably overlooking a lot of successes because we don't count successes. We only die over the failures. Um, and and I, I would be probably pretty ignorant to say the last time we had a massive intervention that worked, it was uh, from 1941 to 1945 on the whole planet. Everything after that, has been a fuck up. It's Korea, been problematic. Yeah, it's been problematic. Right. Korea, Vietnam, Afghanistan, Iraq, Afghanistan. Iraq. Yeah, it's been right. Bad. But but for instance, in Korea, you know, um, a, a a a major portion of the Korean Peninsula is free. I mean, North Korea is basically the the, the shithole backwoods part of that peninsula, right? It's True. crap. It's it's dreck. Um, so. Yeah, it did split the country, but, um, you know, if so, if you want to count that as a, not a full loss, I guess you shouldn't. It would be unfair. That would be insulting. And besides, I drive Hyundais, so I like <laughs> South Korea. That is. I, I, I drive a Volkswagen because they did pretty good in World War II. They were all right. Yeah. Um, one other thing that he's receiving some criticism for talking about, and I'm using the pronoun he to describe President Biden was when he was asked about the legitimacy of the 2022 midterm elections. Brad, did you catch this part of it? Yes, he, I did. Uh, he was asked about whether he believes the 2022 midterm elections will be fair and the results legitimate. He began his answer with, well, it all depends on whether or not we're able to make the case to the American people that some of this is being set up to try to alter the outcome of the election. So this was pounced upon and his spokesperson, Jen Psaki, then said, let's be clear, the president was not casting doubt on the legitimacy of the 2022 election. He was making the opposite point. In 2020, a record number of voters turned out in the face of a pandemic and elected officials made sure they could vote and have those votes counted. He was explaining that the results could be illegitimate if states do what the former president, that would be Donald John Trump, asked them to do after the 2020 election, toss out ballots and overturn results after the fact. 
the big lie is putting our democracy at risk. We're fighting to protect it. Now, that's her explanation. Joe Biden's comments are being explained and run down the field by the Fox News crowd as there he is trying to interfere and saying it's legitimate. It's exactly what Donald Trump did. And Mitt Romney has run with this ball and he has put out the following tweet. It is irresponsible for an American president in any way to delegitimize an election without question. Our elections are fair and legitimate. This is the same unfortunate path the former president went down. As we know, it is a dangerous and highly divisive course. It was unacceptable then. It is unacceptable now. Brad, Biden and Trump are exactly the same. They are the same person, the same president, making the exact same point. Right. Congratulations, Mitt. You have elevated the uh, both sides are the same. Uh, Everything is equal. Uh, No one is worse than anyone else. And Trump was bad, but Biden is equally as bad idea to an art form there with that kind of writing. Um, Because, and again, I just, this is in one way, this is too stupid to talk about. Clearly, Joe Biden wasn't saying that the next election or the 2024 election will not be legitimate. He clearly was in a very, a clumsy way, trying to say that if the measures that are being put into place and are being attempted to be put in place all over the country by states end up squashing voter registration and uh, not allowing people to vote by causing nine-hour lines in areas of cities uh, where there used to be you know, uh, 12 places to vote. Now there's only two uh, because the the county commission that's now dominated by Trumpists voted to close down those voting places. Yes, Joe Biden is saying if that were to happen, that would cast doubt on the legitimacy of the results. Here's the problem. That doesn't cast doubt on the legitimacy of the results because the results will be the results as counted. It would cast um, uh, doubt on the uh, citizenship eligibility for Republicans who do this. They should be kicked out of the country because they are suppressing the vote, suppressing the vote. And I'm sure this is how they think. Suppressing the vote so that they can win elections is not delegitimizing the election itself as long as the votes are counted fairly. And we'll make sure that the votes are counted fairly by putting Republican operatives in positions to, if the outcome of the election isn't the way we want it to be, which is the Republican winning, uh, we have the option to make changes in those results. We we literally have the the, uh, national equivalent of the old Donald Trump Sharpie, the old Donald Trump Sharpie, where he decided to change the direction of the hurricane. Remember that when he got out that map? That's great. a great moment. That's a great that. moment. What was the beginning of Superman? He could, he could uh, bend steel in his bare hand. He could. Uh, was that, that 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 whole that riff? It's it's like yeah, he could move hurricanes in, into whatever direction he wanted to. So that's what he was saying. But the problem is, uh, as as time goes on, the more you ever say anything, anything that can be taken and used and run up your ass, the further up your ass it's going to be run because 
this is the atmosphere in which we live. And yes, at this moment, Fox News poll, which president wants to delegitimize elections? Is it Trump or is it Biden? Well, it would be Biden, 85 to 15, right? They'll do a poll like that. They will do that. Or they'll do based on the fact that Joe Biden said on Wednesday that the election will not be legitimate. Who do you think is the president with the the uh, the, the greatest propensity to try to delegitimize the It's Joe Biden. That's what they're going to do. Um, Clearly, I mean, Joe, he's been watching all of these Republican legislatures in all of these states doing all of this bullshit to try to make sure that black people can't vote. Sorry, that's what it's all about. Mostly black people, some brown people. And he's that's what that's what he was talking about. Anybody with a brain would have known that. But of course, no, that's wrong. Trump and Biden, exactly the same person. What about what about what about? Right. That's what we're doing. That's what we do in America. Right. That, that's what we do. That's what we are. Um there's the picture. So here was that's, the, that's uh, the picture you were talking about with the hurricane. Right, right. right. People it. remember that. People that's remember so that. Great. Uh, uh, so the uh, so Biden went on a little bit longer than than you would have thought, and I saw the picture. I think that I, I see. Let me see if this is uh, still the headline um, on on Drudge because uh, yes, they they the giant picture is of. Joe Biden looking at his watch. Now, why did he put that? Now, remember what Joe Biden did when he looked at his watch on Wednesday. He looked at it and then asked all the reporters, do you want to keep going on? In other words, it wasn't a uh, I've got to get the fuck out of here like George H.W. Bush did or was tagged with doing in his in his uh, uh, debate with Bill Clinton. Remember that? A lot of people thought he lost the election because he was so bored. He he didn't have time to, to to debate Clinton. So they he puts that picture up there on purpose, completely out of context, to make it seem as if old man Biden couldn't go on long enough. Didn't want to be there. Had something better to do, right? So this is what we're up against. This, we're up against images and emotions and cultural bullshit and Whatever the fuck happens in Ukraine, do you think that uh, the boys down at the VA are are, 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 are are worried about that? The guys at the corner bar, the people in the daughter care about Ukraine? Fuck no. They they think Ukraine was uh, the brother of the guy who played Hogan. That was Bob Crane and his, his brother Fred Ukraine. I don't know. <laughs> they don't care. Ukraine play le- he played left guard for the Steelers. The guy could block like a mother. He was so good, Ukraine was. Yeah. What is, yeah. What is Drudge's game this day? Is he, is he just uh, shitting on Biden? Because I know he was killing Trump there for a long time. He, 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 he was did. destroying Trump. See, the Drudge, in one way, is true to his word. He'll go negative on whatever yeah. is available to go negative on. That's yeah. all he does. He lives that, and it works for him. But... Uh, because it's only the the headline page that most people see. It's only the headline that people uh, use on talk radio to do their show prep. They can run with it. They can get to where they they need to. Now, the question from Peter Dushi uh, at the press conference, and this is a good one. This is equivalent to, uh, you know, like that push poll that the guy did on the phone with me. Uh, the other day where I played on the previous right. podcast where right. 
you know, are you sick of the woke socialist Democrats destroying America? Right. So Ducey asked Biden the following. Why are you trying so hard to pull the country so far to the left? Jesus. Okay. When when did you stop beating your wife? Exactly. (laughs) I never did. I never did. Okay, and it got Biden to say, I'm not a socialist. Well, you know what? If he says he's not a socialist, he must be right, because Mm -hmm. socialists never say when they are. That's how it works. It's just like the old phrase from last week that we said was always a lie. I have nothing to hide. I am not a socialist. Of course, he's a socialist. Of course, he is. (sighs) And so uh, this really is like playing a football game with the scoreboard always starting you know, 10 or 14 to nothing, you're behind because it's, it, it's always to, to, to their advantage. For, for, for instance, let's compare this uh, at this level to the provocative questions that will be asked of Trump at his press conferences, the very few that he would give. His answer would never be similar to what Biden did. Well, he would it never would get the same questions. He would never get the same questions. Well, it, it doesn't matter. Whatever, and, and Trump got hard questions. What he yeah, would but do? He never. He would, he, let, like, let me fucking finish, okay? okay? He would not answer the question. He would attack the person asking the question. Nobody watches CNN anymore. Get the fuck right. out of here. That's what he would do. Biden doesn't do that. Biden even calls on these these other uh, these other networks. That uh, by the way, his his people told him not to call. They gave him a list of who to call, and he said, no, I can do it. I can do it. Now, by the way, that takes us – I was uh, watching – I took the hard hit this morning. I was watching you, Fox. And you and saw Jinsenaki? I did. I actually did. Wow. And I watched it for about 10 minutes. And she was great. And um, uh, first of all, it was fantastic that she went on Fox. Yeah. More of them should go on Fox, except here's the problem. She went on Fox with the quote unquote reasonable people during the day. Dana Perino uh, Bill and Bill Hemmer. Bill, Bill Hemmer is so lightweight. I swear to God, they got to put 20 pound weights on his feet to keep him from floating away. He's such a nothing. Right. And, and, and Dana Perino, she ain't got a lot going for, her, but she actually had the job that Jen Saki had. So by definition, you have some kind of a, uh, 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 sisterhood, but they, you know what? They went back and forth. She, Saki gave good answers that were acceptable. They were absolutely uh, above board. There was no attempt to hide anything. But yeah, is, is it is it spinning on behalf of Joe Biden? Yes. Oh, guilty, guilty. <laughs> no, but that's what, that's what the job is. That's the job. Right. That's what she does. That's what she does. But it was. I thought it was a great segment. I thought it was a really good segment. She's really um, good, and she's going to be leaving soon, which is kind of sad. But I mean, she's she's very good. People can shit on her, obviously, and I think part of that is because she's very good at what she does. But the, my point about like, even if Jim Acosta was asking Donald Trump a question, he would like he wouldn't ask a question as obnoxious as douchey and go, "Why the fuck are you destroying this country with your incompetence?" He wouldn't say something like that. But they they say shit like that to Joe Biden all the time. Like, why are you trying to pull this country and divide it with uh, by pulling it so far to the left? Like Acosta well, would never say anything like that. Well, you know, you're right. And so let, let's bracket this, okay? On 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 one side are questions that would be asked Trump, and they could be very substantive 
factually based questions that, of course, Trump took everything as an insult. So therefore, it almost didn't matter what you asked. You know, what color is that tie you're wearing today? And Trump would would take off on nobody watches you anymore. You're fake news. You you, you shouldn't even be allowed in here. Right. Right. And then. One one step over is is Biden, and then another step over are the questions that uh, he has asked. The loaded questions by the right wingers who who come in there. The the do, when did you stop beating your wife? Kind of questions. Right. When, when did you become a socialist? How did that happen? Uh, you did promise. They they did ask the equivalent. Did you pro- didn't you promise to end the pandemic? What did you do? How did you fuck up? Kind of questions. Okay. Um, so, but but Biden doesn't attack the the uh, reporter or the reporter's uh, network or newspaper or or website, whatever they're they're working for. So you're again, you got to pull back and go. Thank God it isn't Trump. Thank you know, tr- it, it just thank God it isn't Trump, which eventually leads you back to the uh, the Donald Trump Ron DeSantis smackdown. Now fully denied as being a thing, but not really. It is a thing. It's a thing. And uh, uh, if, by the way, if the if the primaries were being held tomorrow, Trump would easily win. Still, I I think you know. I think this is like a a a football team that that uh, you know plays marshmallows and keeps running up the scores, and then suddenly they're in a real game. Oh, and when you're in, no, but when you're when you're in the game as a Republican with with Trump. Um, it's a whole different ballgame. Ask the 17 other Republicans who who Trump trashed uh, five years ago yeah. in Ted the primary. And Lindsey Graham and all those guys. But, Jeb but Bush. It, it's a whole different world now. Trump is the, the uh, damaged goods that he is, really. And he did have that advantage of being able to split up all the opposition so that he... You know, he won some of those primaries, right, with like 20, 25 percent. Remember that? I do. And then the second guy would get 10 or 12, and he would declare that he is the most popular yeah. uh, uh, Republican primary candidate ever in the history of the – remember that shit? I do. What, what, how many different levels of bullshit could, do you accidentally stumble into when you're talking about this guy? Because he did that over and over right. and over again. He would, he would win a primary against 17 other people because they would all split the vote. Um, and even if Ted Cruz would come close, and God, we love Ted Cruz, of course. Oh yeah, um, but, He's but, the best. but Trump would, yeah, Trump would declare this is the the, uh, the the greatest victory since D-Day. You know, I conquered these people. But in this case, since all the other Republican wannabes for twenty twenty four are not even pretending that they would run if Trump declares, there's only one who hasn't said he wouldn't run, and that's the governor of Florida right now. And so Trump is already playing this whole Godfather. I've made you, you were nothing. You were a piece of shit backbench Republican congressman. And I backed you and you became the governor. And this is how you thank me. This is how you thank me. I will have you destroyed. I know that we, I know that we've been obsessed with what a stumble bum Joe Biden is because he's the president and it's out there. But Ron DeSantis has had a terrible uh, January and you know, what's been happening. They have all those millions of tests that were ruined in a, in a, um, a warehouse and all the shit that's been going on with him. He's not been having a great time in terms of headlines out of Florida. It may not be making the national news, of course, the way the president does, but the people in Florida are pretty well aware that this guy's a piece of garbage and he's not producing any of the results uh, that his bravado would show. 
I'm, I'm hoping that he continues this uh, joust with, with Trump. I'm hoping they go back and forth against each other for a long time because, frankly, the two, they deserve each other. They deserve to smack around each other for a while and, and, and hurl insults at each other. I hope you're right, except here's the problem. Republicans, at least certainly primary kind of Republicans, uh, they don't vote based on results, Britt. If, if, they, if, if there was any kind of fairness or, or sentiment that made sense in Florida right now, so great. He, he would have to resign. Uh, we don't have a parliamentary system, so there can't be a vote of confidence. But right. just based on the number of people who died in Florida, yeah, he should have to go. But that's not the measure. That's not how it works, Britt. It's did Ron DeSantis stand up to the federal government Oh, Jesus. Even even when Trump was trying to make them do shit, you know, a year and a half ago. But then when Biden became president, who was the guy that stood up and said, we're going to get a law passed so that no locality can can uh, demand masks be worn in schools? That's the kind of guy that I like that will stand up. You, do you want Florida to be Fauci'd? Do you want Florida to be Fauci'd? Remember that. Don't Fauci my Florida. Don't Fauci my Florida. DeSantis is is smart enough to know that that's the kind of Trumpian bullshit, the, the you know gargantuan, grandiose, whatever you want to call it, uh, overstating that works with the Republican yeah. voters. It doesn't work with Democratic voters, and it's... it doesn't work in general elections usually, unless it does. Um, but it, it, it didn't. And, and, uh, as, as much as everybody is rolling their eyes and it's not going to happen, but the idea of rolling your eyes at the idea that, that Hillary Clinton could ever, ever be a candidate again. Um, you know, she did get many more millions of votes than Trump. Right. Okay. And, and she doesn't have the emails anymore. Okay. That's all gone. Right. It's not, yeah. but her emails anymore. I guess. So you could, you could make a case and I'm making this up on the fly right now. I haven't thought of this until this second, that someone who has actually been through every possible scandal that's existed She's might be. A, yeah. Well, yeah. What are you going to say? Well, what are you going to say about it? But there is also, I mean, she kind of goes against the, hey, can we get somebody who's not, you know. Oh, I know. I hear you. I want, somebody who's not. I want, remember when Dobie Gillis was a current television show. Could we possibly yes. get somebody as the nominee? Yes. I, I, I can't agree more. I'm trying to agree more, but I can't. I do want someone in their 50s or their 40s. Here's the problem. I believe Ron DeSantis, check this, I haven't looked, I think he's about 42 or 43. about right. He's, I mean, he is, he is younger, and he's younger than Obama. Yeah. When Obama became president, he's as young as John F. Kennedy. He is going right? to be, he's 43 years old. He'll be oh my God. later this year. Yeah, so, I mean, by but the way, honestly, this to is, achieve that level of assholishness in just 43 years is really, that's impressive. Well, but, but uh, uh, this could be the be careful what you wish for. Yeah. Um, because uh, a young dictator is uh, no better than an old dictator. Wow. And a young dictator is way worse than an older person who believes in American democracy and the American system of government. So 
Uh, asking me if my choices are Ron DeSantis or Hillary Clinton. I mean, I, I, I hope that's not my only choice, but yeah, I mean, that's an easy one. That's it's an easy, easy choice. Anybody. I mean, come that's on. Exactly that's exactly right. It should be. That's, it, that's, I'm not even be. blinking on that one. But plus, plus, and I, what, what is Hillary about 73, 74? She must be yeah. up there. Check that because you know, women live longer than men anyway. Okay. Oh, correct. And, and, and so therefore, her 73 or 74, what is she? You got it? 74 years old. She'll be 75 this year. Okay. So her, her, her 74, 75 is really like a male. 71 72 we're gonna do the same thing it's like oh she's only gonna do one term will she do two terms? it'll be the same shit as this if that's what the deal is i, mean, I understand on. i i i fully i fully agree with you but when it's a binary choice Jeez. it is the lesser of of two people okay. <laughs> i'll just say two people and and uh you don't want to pick the lesser of two people and and uh ron DeSantis and a, and a you know a bag of shit you know you're voting for the bag of shit that's right. It's, it's got to be that way. There's no doubt about it. Speaking of bags uh, of shit, the January 6th committee is asking Ivanka Trump to cooperate in their inquiry. No word yet from, um, oh, let's go ahead and call her the smartest Trump kid by default. Uh, no word on her okay. or from her legal team as to whether they will comply or cooperate with the January 6th. Oh, committee. she's not. Come on. What? What? No word. Fuck this. They're going to say no. She's going to get subpoenaed. Okay. That's not even a question. <laughs> will you just, just stop, stop with the pretense. I had this, I had this as a headline written. Ready? Here's how I wrote it. Ready? You'll like this. Trump's wife gets the letter asking, <laughs> asking for cooperation. And then you were going to say, you mean Melania? And I was going to say, no, Ivanka. Don't oh. you think that he thinks that Ivanka is his wife or wanted her to be? That was the joke. And you, you made it impossible for me to do it. <laughs> you, can't, you can't have a wife testify against her husband. It's not legal. It's not legal. That's right. That's, that's what she would say. I'm Ivanka Trump. I'm married to Donald Trump. I can't testify against him. Wait, 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 I, you're the daughter. I mean, no, but he thinks I'm his wife, so I can't really. I'm not well, sure. Wait, actually, you you bring up a good thing. The uh, uh, the January 6th committee is not a court of law. No. Not a court of law. No. And uh, so, therefore, those rules that you can't testify, you can't be compelled to testify against a spouse, they don't apply here. So theoretically, they could call Melania Trump. There's no reason why they couldn't call sure. Melania Trump, except for, you know, for, for 12 days in a row on Fox, they would go, desperate Democrats run out of blah, 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 you know, whatever. That's right. Democrats. Yeah. Yeah. Some alliteration that is just annoying. <laughs>